Watch the headbutts and elbows. No rabbit punches, no low blows. This will not be a clean fight, so protect yourself at all times. The underdogs are coming for the throne. This is the B-Size Boxing Podcast. his meltdown at the end i didn't i didn't catch it it was just something weird with like his ex-wife or ex-fiance or whatever there's some weird stuff like bringing the kid in the ring and then it was him like if he still has it he's like asking his dad yeah there was two parts to that that's what i was gonna say yeah it was always just every time the camera's on tfimo something like super awkward is gonna happen (laughs) like every time he was arguing with sandor martin too wasn't he yeah. Um, I'm sure There's, Sandor didn't yeah, think he lost. Sandor was going on about being robbed or something like that. Yeah. And Taylor was just going on about he ran the whole fight. Kind of, yeah. But that's also your job to stop it, so. Not yeah, sure. I don't know. I didn't think it was controversial or anything, but it was a whatever fight, kind of. Um, Jared Anderson KOs Jerry Forrest. That was in two? Thanks, Oh, man. Keyshawn Davis goes eight with Burgos. Uh, kind of lowered the uh, the temperature on my the fire I have for Keyshawn Davis. I thought it was I. Yeah. What was the point? It was like it was like 250 to 50 or something. <laughs> yeah. He actually did everything possible except stopping. And Xander Zayas also. I didn't know he was still an eight-rounder. I thought he was beyond that. He yeah, should be. I really don't give a shit about Sander, to be honest. Like, anytime they do these, like, stacked prospect cards or whatever, I'm, I'm always least excited for Sander. Hmm. I just feel like he's not, like, on the same level as some of these other guys. Like, definitely not the same level as Keyshawn. The Olympians? Uh, uh, Bob yeah, just, I don't know. Most of them. He doesn't Zander have that. just has my following. Yeah. Well, he's I mean, he the only a... Puerto Rican boxer that's actually good. <laughs> good is kind of overstatement, too. Uh, he's better than Belonga. Yeah. Better than Belonga, yeah. And Shakur, does he claim that? Yeah, Shakur. They got Shakur doing like double shifts on Duolingo to learn Spanish. <laughs> so he can be the, the only good Puerto Rican fighter. Uh, Luis Lopez gets the majority decision over Josh Warrington for the IBF featherweight. Is he? Does he keeps losing to his mandatories, doesn't he? Well, and, I don't. I, the funny thing is, Laura was not a mandatory. <laughs> oh shit! That they was. Just, a... they, they just. They thought he was going to be like sweet, and he was not. Oh well. Sorry, Joshy boy. I think your time is over. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I just don't think there's, like, any possible way to rebuild. I mean, I guess he could fight, like, play wood or something, but... Domestic UK stuff. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, they they got him another title shot, and it was pretty much Mickey Mouse from the beginning, because, like, he he headbutted the shit out of uh, Kika. Like, he stopped him, but, like, opened up cuts all over from, from headbutts. And then he loses in his first defense, where he's like also dirty as fuck with headbutts. Like, no, I don't think anybody really wants to stand back. And the rematch, he's a with dirty, Lara. dirty motherfucker. Yeah, Ended I actually on... don't think there's a rematch clause. 
the second one, they had a second one. That one ended on head, oh, like, oh, headbutts and shit. Yeah, 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 Laura. Yeah. I thought you were talking about both things. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just, just yeah, weird. Just a weird couple of years for Josh Warrington, honestly. Lopez already stated, too, that he's not giving him a rematch. <laughs> yeah, there's no reason for like, I'm sure he was expecting, like, I'm going to lose this decision. So the minute he got it, he's like, All right, I ain't never coming back to the UK. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. You want a rematch, you're coming to my town. Um, in Omaha, Terrence Crawford KOs David Avanesian. That, in six, I thought that was going to go uh, a lot quicker than six. <sighs> but Terrence Crawford keeps his WBO strap. And how many, what was the buy rate on this one for the the BLK or Black Prime, whatever it was? I mean, I'm pretty sure it was like five to 10,000. Yikes. According to Dave Metz or Melter, however you say his last name, he said 5K. Ouch. I didn't even see this one. It wasn't even I did worth, watch it. I mean, it, was, it was just like it. A, it was the Crawford fight. Like, I don't know. It was just like every other Crawford fight, pretty much. It was a nice knockout, though. I don't know what that's worth. Uh, yeah, I had it on my phone while the tail fight was going on. But, mm. yeah, pretty much Crawford starting slow, taking his time, quote-unquote downloading. Yeah. yeah, the knockout came. Mickey Conlon, KO, TKO1, uh, Kareem Guerfi. That was in Ireland. Now, last weekend, to the, to the fucking meat of the recaps. It, on December 17th at the Cosmo in Las Vegas... Frank Martin, UD12 over Michelle Rivera. This was a WVA lightweight eliminator, making him the mandatory for Tank, if I'm not mistaken? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, wait, no, he's the mandatory for Haney, right? Technically. Oh, right. Yeah, Haney has all of them. That's, that's right. But I think it's like, because I guess Gervonta still is the regular, so the assumption is like if Haney vacates, then they'll make him super, and then Martin would be mandatory. Okay. I guess that's the logic. But yeah, I think that's probably the fight they're looking for. How... Hmm, this is something that I was asking while the fight was going on. Is... With how badly Rivera shit the bed, does this still count as a good win? Or was it I like so. Frank was too good? And Michelle yeah, didn't I mean, he know was what obviously, to do. He was obviously way too good, but... I mean... Yeah. End of the day, you know. It was two undefeated prospects, you know. Yeah, well, most of the time, one guy's going to get sniffed out, and it was Rivera. So that's just how it goes. I mean, it's not a great win. Don't I don't think it should be too overblown, but it's it's okay win. Yeah, it's a good, at least from his previous fights, it's better than what he had been doing. And I I admit fully, I uh, underestimated Frank Martin coming in. I had picked uh, Michelle Rivera to edge it, like not a, as wide of a UD as Frank got, but more for Rivera to. I don't know, like split decision, majority decision. Um, Orad, what do you think? What did you think about Frank? Um, do you think he's ready for a title shot? Uh, the only options are pretty much what Haney and Tank. Weird version of the WBA. Yeah, maybe I should rephrase that since Haney has everything. Um, just, like, is he ready for the top guys at 135? I don't think so. Yeah, like I, I like Frank. I think he needs maybe one or two more fights, kind of like the Rivera fight. Like that kind of caliber of opponents, because right now with Tank Haney, Loma, who else is there? That's we don't see him beating any of those guys right now. Shakur, Lomachenko still there. I would bet my fucking life on Frank Martin beating Lomachenko. I at, swear to God. At this stage, yes, I would agree. I swear to God. 
I think Martin is ready. I say it's closer, but yeah, I'm not sure if I'm ready to pick him. How old is he? He's 28, 27. I mean, you know, I think 28. Yeah, 28. I think. Get it rocking. If he was like 24, I'd be like, yeah. Probably he's like, give him another year or two. But shit, he's 28. He just got his breakthrough. Throw him into whatever. I'd watch it. I don't think it'll be Tank next because Tank has obviously two other fights lined up. But yeah, Rolly maybe. Maybe. I don't know if they want to. I mean, Rolly would one million percent get smoked. So I don't know if they want to instantly send him back into another loss. You know. Miguel Burchell? I don't know. Maybe he's looking for some work. <laughs> oh my god, that would be a body. Isaac Cruz? That would be a body. Maybe. I don't, I don't think Cruz, Cruz wouldn't accept that, I'm pretty sure. Trying yeah, to see who else is like available, because I don't think Top Rank's going to let Chris Colbert. their guy. <laughs> they, they talked about that in the past, Colbert. I think that would be kind of yeah. bad. Now, that, that would be like... That would be bad. Yeah. That'd be worse than Hector Garcia. Cambosos? I'm looking at the WBA rankings. <laughs> Cambosos? The next guys are Pitbull and Corrales. Jezreel? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I guess if you want to climb the ladder. Cambosos? Yeah, I don't know. I think he's, he'd probably like move up or fight some weird disown opponent again. Probably. He might also just not fight. I mean, who knows? He's got like the legal stuff. He's made a lot of money and shit. He's not bound to a network, though, is he? No, I don't think so. I think he had like some relationship with Top Rank just for the two fights with Haney, but yeah. after that, I think it's over with. Well, the future's bright for Frank Martin. Buy, buy stock now. Uh, Vladimir Shishkin gets the UD over Jose Uzcategui. Uzcategui didn't, didn't look very great. Uh, didn't look like the same entertaining fighter that I had seen before. But I guess you could kind of say that this was expected, right? With, with what happened with Caleb Plant. Well, I would say the way bigger red flag was him losing to that other guy. Yeah. Thompson or something like that? Yeah, Lionel Thompson. Yeah. He's the guy who, when they asked him about, like, Daniel Jacobs versus, like, Canelo, he was like, well, Jacobs' cancer, like, could come back, like, mid-fight. Mid-fight. <laughs> like, that, <was> <laughs> that was his reasoning for, like, not picking Jacobs. <laughs> so shout-out to Lonnie B. That, that was the real, like, sign that something was wrong with Deuce Cadigan when he lost to that guy. He was really never that good, though, I mean, to be honest. Like, all he ever really did was beat Jarrell, who was, like... Which Jarrell did he beat? Was it Andre? I think, Andre. yeah, Andre. I think yeah. that was a DQ win, too. Or, no, a stoppage win, never mind. Yeah, the first uh, one was a DQ for Andre, right? Because he hit him when he was down. Yeah, that, that's the one I'm thinking about. That's right. why I got the rematch. Yeah, that's why Uncle Jarrell fucking rocked his shit. <laughs> yeah, he, he charged Maybe, the I ring. I think that was the moment things changed. Like, when when Uncle Jarrell rocked his shit, he was just never the same. Um, Wow, there's a name. Uh, Josue Obando, a journeyman from Mexico that I saw here in Phoenix some at a club show against a Russian guy. That was that was fun. And it was kind Shout of... Shout out Obando. Yeah, he needed eight to get that done. Yikes. Okay. Uh, the Rigandau Vanquisher, Vincent Astrolabio, gets a stoppage in six over Nikolai Potapov. Potapov. Bantamweight fight. Did Astrolabio... Was it just me, or did Astrolabio kind of... He started pretty slow, and it looked like Potapov was in the fight? I'm going to be honest. I only tuned in for this category fight in the main event. <laughs> <laughs> I refuse to watch Australia for beating Ringendow. I, <laughs> I, I, I watched this fight, but 
I was confused as to which guy was which. Like, if it wasn't for the trunk colors, I probably wouldn't know which one. And I still kept getting confused, so I didn't know which guy they were talking about on the broadcast that was ahead or they were saying he was dominating. You know, it was kind of a shit card for, like, Showtime standards. Yeah, it was. To be honest. Yeah. Like, Showtime winner cards, you usually have, like, color image. You're like, oh, yeah, I know that guy. Like, that, that could be interesting. I didn't give a fuck about any of these fights except the main event, really. Like, I didn't even really care about this category fight. Like, I just watched it. I just think no one wants to be training this late into this, uh, December. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably hard to find people. Omar Juarez, UD10 over Austin Delay. Uh, only mentioning this one because uh, Juarez had, like, three points taken for low blows. And uh, Austin Dulé lost his fucking mind when he when the decision was announced. So that was fun. Um, that was on the prelims. Hey, did he go full Abner? <clears throat> I don't think it was that bad. And he robbed my boy. He robbed my boy Cowboy Carl. So I also don't acknowledge Omar Juarez. Hometown kid for me, Mickey Scala, UD six over Ricardo Villalba. I'm always gonna try to put Mickey Scala over. I think he's he's entertaining. So there's that. Uh, in UK, Dan Aziz stops Rocky Fielding in eight. Uh, fun little tidbit yeah. there. Uh, okay, these are. This is just one more card for the end of the year. It's the traditional boxing festival that the Japanese put on, and the entire card. I, the only names that I recognize were. Kazuto Ayoka versus Joshua Franco. Uh, they're unifying the 115 titles WBA, WBO. Is that the main event? That's the main event. Okay. Yeah, that's a pretty good fight. I might actually watch this shit. Yeah, the, yeah, the Japanese cars are usually pretty fun. Um, they always yeah. br- like bring out their... They're smaller guys, yeah, but like they bring yeah, out think, all their I think champions. Japanese boxing, yeah, I think Japanese boxing is like fascinating. They just have like, so many strange... like. You know, cut like customs. Like they always do a New Year's card. Like half their cards are on like Tuesdays. Like it's just strange. And even then, like I was doing the math. Like the Inouye card was on it. Like what five a.m. on yeah, your time? Like, yeah. Like what? What are what? What's Japan's time from here? It was like pretty early in the day in Japan. I'm pretty sure it was like one p.m. or something. You know, just one p.m. on a Tuesday. Like <laughs> Inouye's fighting. Like I don't know. It's just strange. It's great though. I love it. Yeah, they like fourteen hours ahead or something like that. They stay like they stay quiet. I think like during the rounds, it's one or the other. Yeah, that's another thing. And that was always true. Like also, if you ever watch like wrestling, like when the WWE or whoever we go to Japan, like the crowd would always be like way more quiet than if it was in like Chicago or like you know anywhere anywhere else. Well, I've seen that they have these restrictions where they even like for the wrestling events that they have over there for like New Japan Pro Wrestling. Yeah. They're not allowed to cheer, but it just got lifted for their upcoming pay-per-view. It's like one of their big Japanese wrestling pay-per-views uh, called the Wrestle Kingdom. I saw it in the headlines. It was pretty funny. It was like that they will be allowed to cheer. <laughs> so I wonder if that's going to hold true for the, the boxing fight as well. Yeah, maybe too long of a tradition that for people to get to break the silence, I guess. Yeah, I think it's also <laughs> kind of a preference thing. Like They're just like, I mean, I, I also get, like, for example, the Canelo fight. I would have enjoyed if people shut the fuck up a little more. <laughs> I mean, that would, you know, that would have been nice, you know. Oh, the yeah. Little, Told you about that, didn't I? Comments. You just have, like, 40,000 cool people, you know, or however many people in the stadium. Uh, yeah, did I tell you about what about the people that were sitting nearby? And 
they uh, screaming. No, yeah, this is yeah. not an exaggeration. Three rounds, including the minute break. Three rounds straight plus the minute breaks, screaming nonstop. Like, Bruh, people, yeah. people just drunk. Like, he's, he, there's always gonna be like that group, like three or four drunk people, just go crazy as hell. Like, there's one like every like section. Yeah. Was it like a uh, Spence Porter where he could hear that? I uh, think it was like Porter's wife screaming the whole fight. Was it also Spence Porter where like, or no, I think it was older. No, I think it was Spence Porter where Top was like tweeted like you can smell. He basically was like somebody smoking weed in the arena. <laughs> was that was that Spence Porter? It was some Spence fight. I'm pretty sure. He's done it a couple of times though for like a lot of events. Like you can smell something in the air. He's like trying to dry <laughs> it. There's also, like, I think it's, like, a Verdejo fight, maybe, like, Felix Verdejo. <laughs> you know, rare Verdejo name drop in 2022. And uh, I think it's, like, Kellerman is, like, oh, it smells like, you know, they're celebrating early in the crowd. <laughs> but when I was leaving the Canelo fight, you could instantly smell it. You didn't know exactly where it was coming from, but there was no mistaking. I think security at these fights are just, like, I don't get paid enough for this shit. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So who gives a fuck? Yeah, like, who cares? It's not that big... It... If this was, if, I don't know, if they were like smoking meth, yeah, probably want to do something about that. But that's why that's why we get no fights in the south. <laughs> that's why Caleb only did one fight over there and bounced back. He did, he did one fight in like wherever the fuck he did some random ass place in Nashville. All right, so on uh, January seventh, Gervonta Davis takes on one thirty champ Hector Garcia. I uh, don't think there's any titles on the line here that matter anyway. And uh, Jerron Ennis versus some dude named Karen. <laughs> uh, Demetrius Andre is back. Demond Nicholson. A 10-round super middleweight fight. Uh, Rashidi Ellis versus uh, Royman Villa. Brandon Lee still doesn't have an opponent. And Beto Melnicki versus Omar Rosales. Alright, starting from the top. How... Mm, does Hector Garcia have good chances here? Knowing that Tank can... Like, can put people to sleep with one shot i would say he definitely has no chance um <laughs> but it's a good fight <laughs> but yeah no there's no way he wins just the way he fights is like suicide against tank definitely yeah. on paper it's a good fight but yeah again maybe like five percent chance at best it could be like it's you know i could see garcia like putting him against the ropes or something at some point you know is this a situation like uh raleigh where everyone's gonna think that hector's winning Winning, 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 and then he gets iced. I do, I do think Hector is like a way more credible opponent than Rowley. Yeah, even I, though Rowley is like a lot, Rowley's probably a bit bigger than both of them, obviously. I just feel like that's every tank fight where the people are just tweeting away that tanks losing. So I feel like they're doing that for the Santa Cruz fight too, where they're saying that he was stealing rounds and all this crap, and then he got put to sleep. I don't know about all that. Like people had Rolly up, what stopped him in the seventh? So they had him up like six zero. I'm not sure we're watching the same thing. Yeah, I think I just need to stay off Reddit when Tank fights. I wonder what it could be about Tank that makes him think that way. Oh, Jerron Ennis gets Shukadzian. I think I want to say say it that way. Uh, we're gonna go with Karen. Um, Jaron Ennis, this is a 12-rounder, which is interesting. Is I don't think it's going to go 12, but interesting that he's being scheduled for it. I think it's an eliminator. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, I think, I think it's an IBF eliminator. 
Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think the original plan is they wanted Stanley Onis, but then the WBA ordered Virgil. So I guess Virgil's number one. So that's the fight. So, you know, Boots kind of got left out in the cold again, but at least it's an eliminator. You know, it's a nobody, but is what it is. Yeah. Well, I mean, Stanley Onis doesn't even have the actual title, so... He is the eh. interim or the regular. Or yeah, he is the regular. Oh, boy. Uh, Demetrius Andre, Why? Are you still doing this? It's honestly fascinating to me that PBC picked him up again. I mean, he must be fighting for peanuts. That's just my only... They're like, look, we'll give you, like, half a million. Like, <laughs> like if you fight, like, Charlo, we might give you a million. Like, it's got to be something like that. Because I really thought nobody would pick him up. Yeah. He was with... Uh, wasn't he with PBC, like, at the beginning, and then he left? And, yeah, like, that weird shit happened with Charlo and all that. It seems like the, this points to them trying to do the Jamal fight again. I mean, hey, Andre, how was your time away from PBC? Did you make all that money you said you were worth? He actually did make way more money than he's Oh, right. The, the zone. He got those, the zone payday. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. He, he made that. way more money than he ever would have in like any other situation. But, hey, that's life. Well, because the guy he's fighting, uh, Berlanga knocked him out like two years ago. So that pretty much says who he's fighting. Oh, how fun. Yeah, I was trying to think. He's not even going to sound like vaguely familiar. Uh, it was when Berlanga still had that like first round KO hype. That was in uh, April of twenty one. I don't oh, think sorry. these are untelevised. I think these are untelevised. Uh, Rashidi Ellis, Royman Villa, uh, Royman. Then, if you maybe recall that name, he was on a Showbox card not too long ago, where he had a decent scrap. I'm not too familiar with Rashidi Ellis though. So how does how does he? If either of you can elaborate, how how does he like respond to pressure? You know, heavy, heavy shots to the body, that kind of thing. I think Rashidi's pretty good. I, I haven't seen like every Rashidi fight, but I think he's a good fighter for sure. I think he responds well to stuff like that. He beat uh, Golden Boy Sky. What's that dude's name? He beat Cobbs. Rocha. Rocha. Alexis Rocha. Yeah. Yeah, Alexis Rocha. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Rocha. He's not necessarily like a full pressure fighter, but he's a decent body puncher. You know, he's got some power apparently. Either that or Cobb's just dog shit. Both of those are pretty likely. But yeah, and Ellis pretty much like scored his ass. So, so I imagine Ellis is like a pretty sizable favorite. I yeah. hope that's not. Maybe that's like on YouTube or some shit. Yeah, this is probably going to be on uh, YouTube prelims. Uh, yeah. But Dia's decent, so it's not a it's not like a cherry pick by any by any stretch. Uh, Brandon Lee doesn't have anybody yet. Oran, get your tissue out. One, it's one just tier. yeah, they're just gonna find some absolute nobody for him to knock the shit out of. It's too bad. I'm gonna, be, <laughs> I'm gonna be disappointed again if he gets moved. Again, like what? I'm gonna know really want to get him on the tank card, so they'll find somebody like whatever it takes, catch weight, whatever. I'm tired looking at his Instagram of him just cooking food instead of <laughs> boxing. And last is that I've listed is uh, Vito Milnicki's back. So if you like Vito, okay. then there you go. Okay, end of the year. Uh, if you anybody wants to go back and uh, check out our mid years and see how these things held up. Okay, so for uh, masterclass, if we're going from the bottom up, my pick for masterclass of the year was uh, Shakur taking Valdez, embarrassing the fuck out of him. Is best way I could put it. That was, that was pretty bad. What did you guys come up with? I had the same thing of Shakur styling on him. <laughs> Yeah, that's probably that's probably the right answer. But just to mix it up, I'll throw in uh, the Volcanella. Mm. <laughs> I had that one picked for something else. Um, 
ass kicking beatdown of the year. Um, I in the mid mid year I had a uh, Fundora Lubin, but I kind of went back to think like, I mean Thurman Barrios. Thurman also rearranged Barrios's face, like Lubin had done to him. I did not pick the uh, Morel fight because uh, it's really unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, it's a really unfortunate situation. I mean, Spence is probably up there. Spence Ugas. Was it? Because like Spence had some trouble. Yeah, but it was still like nine to one. And Ugas got his eye broken. Yeah, because that's, that's my pick, Spence Ugas, just because of the eye. It's not like a Spano like maybe a pick. Spano pretty much got his ass whipped, like eighty percent of that fight. How does uh, Better Be of Smith? Go in this one. Well, you could throw it in there. That, that wasn't was... really a beatdown. It was just like a guy getting blown out like immediately. Like a beatdown to me has to have some like longevity to it. Like Smith's just like crumbled immediately. Benavidez Lemieux. Yeah. Something where you just see someone else's face and you can't recognize them again. <laughs> yeah, like he, like when? How long was Benavidez Lemieux? Like three rounds. I think it goes three. three. Yeah, like those those two fights are just like <laughs> fights that maybe should not have happened. Yeah, I guess Smith was heavy on his unification, so. Upset of the year, I'm still sticking with uh, Hector Garcia over Chris Colbert. That's my pick. From a personal standpoint, it'll be Tony Yoka getting his shit pushed in. Yeah, that <laughs> that was Sorry. one of my mid year picks. Was you being upset over Tony Yoka shitting the that bed? Is also my, that is also my pick. It's a bad year for France. <laughs> yeah, I also have upset of the year being Orod being upset that France lost to Argentina. But what are you gonna do? Uh, prospect of the year. Now, recency bias put me immediately onto Frank Martin, but my original pick was Brandon Lee. I think I want to stick with my original, because like Frank Martin, I think he might have graduated a little bit to a higher tier than prospect, whereas Brandon Lee hasn't had that same level of activity to put him into serious contention. I'm ashamed of my prospect or midway prospect of the year. Is that Brandon uh, Jose Valenzuela? Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, I uh, That was rough. I exactly who I picked. I think I, I had Robisi and someone else. Rayo? Hell no, one Rayo. <laughs> <laughs> so I had, yeah, I had him and Lee, but even Brandon Lee in his last fight got dropped and looked like he was almost stopped. I think my, I think, I don't know. I have to go back and listen. I think my picks were actually Robisi and Martin. So if I actually, if I actually picked Martin, hey, shout out to RGF from five months ago. <laughs> so I remember I picked a top rank and a PVC guy. I know the top rank guy was Robisi, but yeah, Robisi hasn't really done anything. Uh, but it's, it, that's the thing with picking a prospect. It's like who the fuck knows? Most of these guys fight shitters if they're really prospects. Right. Jared Anderson. I mean, you could pick him, I guess. That would be fair. That would be a good pick, I suppose. Ko of the year um i picked originally wood conlin just because i don't know why i really cannot tell you why i cannot stand mickey conlin i don't know what it is so seeing him get knocked out of the ring through the ropes that was a lot of fun for me but uh cordina over ogawa that was a really nice knockout still might be my pity yeah that was that was a great knockout it's like a pretty random fight that like makes really no difference but it was a nice knockout yeah all right, what did you come up? What did you uh, pick for KO? I think my mid-year one was a Tank over Roly. Uh, I don't know. I had the guy, but I'd go with Crawford just because that dude was slumped. That, that one's up there. If you just like brute, like a guy getting like knocked out cold, like that's hey, that's what it is. Yeah, because like when I look at the KOs, like I really don't even judge how lopsided the fight was originally. The way 
Does uh, Montana Love over Steve Sparks, is that a good knockout? It's a good uh, line. Uh, it's, like it's like a Royal Rumble elimination. Yeah. So yeah, I was about to say the Royal Rumble's next month, so he was a little ahead of his time. He was outside of the road. Uh, fight of the year. Should have pulled, pulled some Kofi Kingston shit. <laughs> Could have kept the fight going. Fight of the year. Is uh, Charlo Castaño, is that still? Probably, or like Fundora Lubin. It's one of those two. Also, shout out to Taylor Serrano. That was this year, right? Yeah. Yeah. That was my yeah. uh, alternate pick. Shout out to that. Uh, I don't know. I, I feel like there's been good matchups, but most of the fights were just like one guy got his ass whipped, more or less. Like, wasn't really a lot of competitive, like, high-level matchups. I just think the second half of the year was a big letdown because you had, like, the first Yeah, a lot of shit you, didn't happen. Yeah, you had, like, all those rumors of the fights we were going to get in the second half, and nothing that happened. So, yeah, mine was Charlo Castaño. I guess Usyk Joshua, that should also get a, uh, a mention. Oh, also, we're fucking bugging. We went through the KO of the year thing, didn't mention Wilder. 100% Wilder. Oh, shit, with Hellenius, <laughs> that's right. It, it was yeah. too quick, I forgot. Same. Yeah, I, yeah. Three punches thrown. I don't know why that just came to mind, but yeah, yeah. Wilder for sure. But yeah, I guess Usyk Joshua is up there. It wouldn't be my pick. I didn't like it as much as the first fight, but it was it was one of the better fights this year. Only because AJ didn't get pretty much whooped from start to finish like the first fight. He was actually in also, it. Before I lose my my uh, any credibility I have, also plant for KO of the year for sure. Got to be, you know. It wasn't nice. That was a nice KO. And the celebration afterwards really helped. Yeah, that was definitely like. Yeah, that was like that was like punking of the year for sure. <laughs> Just like overall, like that was like best case scenario. I'm trying to think of where Fury White would land. Would that be a beatdown? That, that was up there for care of the year. I mean. I don't think it was a beatdown. Like it's not like Fury was like beating the shit out of him. It's just like White like getting his head jabbed off and like getting tired, and then he got sparked. Like the knockout was cool though. What it a, should be an honorable mention. What, a, what about a Fury, uh, Del Boy Chisora three? I guess you could throw that in there for a beatdown, but I don't know. It wasn't like a super vicious beat. It was just like a guy who couldn't get out of the way of punches. Like <laughs> it's not like the punches were super vicious, but like every single one landed. Yeah, it's kind of the story with. Chizora the last like five plus years. Yeah, that was such a bizarre fight. Like I'm amazed they paid for that shit. Absolutely amazed. Um, there was one that I didn't put in to the group chat or on the outline, but one that I wanted to highlight was uh like the best call from the corner was Kevin Cunningham pulling out Erickson Lubin. Especially after seeing what happened to Eidos Yerbo. That for sure. That definitely makes it I don't know. It makes it stand out more that Cunningham had the courage to pull his guy out. And now Lubin is, uh, I think he's set to fight again, and it's going to be like a decent one too. So, you know, whereas Ados is, his career's over. He's probably going to be disabled for the rest of his life. I think the Shakespeare touched on that too, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, he like flew back home that he was at least being able to, he was able to move and everything. Not looking good for him boxing buddies. Fighter of the year. This is it. This is the big one. Who did you guys have at the mids? Dimitri Bivol. That was your mid-year? Yep. Huh. I had a uh, Bam Rodriguez. My mid-year was Dimitri, Dimitri and Spence, but pretty much I'm going with Dimitri this year. So Dimitri's just still the pick? Yeah, it feels like it. He's had his by far two biggest fights, and he like dominated both of them. 
Yeah. So it feels like he's pretty much a sure. How does Shakur rate? Uh, he had a good year. I mean, like the Valdez fight, I guess that's kind of a breakout, but it's like people knew since 2019, like Valdez ain't beating Shakur. Like people knew that before Shakur even won his first belt. Like 100% Valdez would lose to this guy. So it wasn't really like the breakthrough that, like some people even convinced them, like never mind Canelo. Some people were even convinced themselves like Zorda legit had a chance. Like, like beyond fandom, like legit was like, you know, Zorda was like body shots or whatever. So I think he got a lot more credit than Shakur gets. For that or can say so yeah that's fair but yeah he, he's probably like a top five shakur maybe if he'd like I mean, bodied Valdez. like if he had just chinned Valdez, like maybe but he did i'm sure top rank will award him that with their own version of the- whatever espn's picks are they're typically top rank anyway yep <clears throat> um okay a razzy time I um, spent more time trying to come up with clever names than I did actually thinking of what fighters should get them. <laughs> From the bottom up, the David Attenborough award for he's still going. Uh, I picked Derek Chisora for this one. <laughs> good pick, good pick. Why, why is he still doing this? I would pick Don King. Don King? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's my pick. That's a good one, actually. Yeah, I'm going with Chisora, too. Like, why the fuck? The Thomas Edison Award for Most Undeservedly Praised Fighter. I went with Munguia. I would say Regis Progre. I'm Re- not going to lie. <laughs> Regis Progre? Yeah. I, like, I know in Discord, we shit on Munguia all the time, but it, that's not yeah. the case outside of Discord. Pretty similar situation with Progre. I think most people in the Discord think Progre is pretty much like a fucking idiot. But if you go to like Twitter or Reddit, I mean, people love Progre. They're like, oh, like going back to the Taylor fight, like that just sparked, like a, you know, a certain like diehard like fandom of progress supporters. He's not bad, like he, he's a pretty solid fighter, but definitely undeservedly praised. Like mm-hmm. he is that shit. Yeah, I think no. Progre might be a better pick, especially after stopping with, uh, Cepeda with Lomachenko this year. I, I'm just going there, <laughs> especially with them calling it like the moment of the year. Yeah, that was like, that was a hilarious tweet. That was awesome. I don't know who uh, put that together. That was a race. I, I mentioned it in there. I was like, they made it seem like he dropped out of a helicopter straight from the war into the ring. in the ring and did what he did and then went back to the war. <laughs> uh, fair like, enough. There, there's, there, there's no doubt he's still like one of the top fighters, but just the way people made it seem versus what was his name, Ortiz. Yeah. Yeah, Dwayne Ortiz. I mean, it seemed like he came back and beat the number one guy in the division. And, Straight yeah. off the line. Uh, right off the front line. Yeah. Which he probably wasn't even at anyway. More of like a morale booster kind of guy. Like, look, see, our old Olympian is here. Okay, Shockmaster Award for the dumbest gimmick. Uh, you guys both seem uh, to know a bit about wrestling, so I'm sure you know who Shockmaster is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I would say uh, Michelle Rivera. It's like, dude, you don't even look like Ali. Like, shit, cut, you cut your hair, you look nothing like Ali. What are you talking about? <laughs> so, yeah, part of his rebuild should be, like, dropping that shit. Yeah, that's what I was saying. And when he, as he was Get losing, like, you need to fucking Get some stop. Like, yeah, find your identity. Like, take some acid. Like, you just need a complete rebrand. Um, what happened to that guy? Was it, like, Yo Elvis Rodriguez or something? Yo Gomez. Gomez. Yo Elvis. That was... Hey, wait. Oh, wait, hold on. There's a Yo Elvis Gomez, and then there's that Elvis Rodriguez. Yeah, you're talking about Elvis Rodriguez. He'd bring the guitar. Yeah. 
Yeah, that was pretty dumb. <laughs> uh, Abraham Nova, did he fight this year? I don't remember. He got smoked by Obasi. That's right. Remember? Yeah. yeah. He has the... Whatever happened with Ovis? No, I think about it. Didn't he go to PBC for a while? Uh, yeah, he, he had a fight. Him. He had a fight on PBC, I remember him doing the guitar thing. I just haven't heard from him. Like, what's I know Top Rank did him pretty dirty. Abraham Nova, he used to paint his... His whole thing was just like... Painted his chin, his beard was gold, and he came out with like a mascot of himself. That was those are <laughs> yeah, yeah. those are pretty bad. Um, the one that I wanted to pick for uh, shock humor was Terrence Crawford thinking he's a money fighter. Ha <laughs> <laughs> uh, to those five thousand people. Yeah, but Black Prime did pay him pretty handsomely, didn't they? Ten million. Yeah. This one I didn't get a pick for, but the Tarbell and Sinclair Award for Most Shocking Exposure. Michelle Rivera is the one that made me think of it. Yeah, Rivera, Colbert. Colbert is a Yoka. very good one. Yoka. Yoka. Is Yoka Yoka's exposure? Number one. No, he was asked yeah, that, before. That, yeah, but like, there's a difference between like being bad and like having like no testicles. Which yeah. is like what Yoka should. A DR Congo <laughs> cruiserweight come and beat your ass in your hometown? Yeah, just like complete, just complete lack of pride. Like just no <laughs> attempt to win the fight. Like that was crazy. Like Rivera, I believe Rivera wanted to win. I believe Colbert wanted to win. They just were not able to. Yeah, Colbert gave up like round ten or eleven. Like realistically, oh. Yoka has the talent. He should beat Bacoli. But it got tough, and he just like gave up. He's like, fuck it, <laughs> fuck boxing. Like I, I don't want to do this shit. This is totally. We talked a little bit about it to start the show. Uh, Montana Love. And yeah, love. Him walking around the Cavaliers game with that fake IBF title. <laughs> and making a big deal of a homecoming fight that didn't even sell. Yeah, love should then, also be in dumbest gimmicks for sure. And then, like, trying to find a way out yeah. as soon as he was getting his ass kicked. Yoka might be the good one now that it's been explained that way. I'm, I'm just trying to get away from Yoka. <laughs> Um, but the Montana Love one, I was going to say, like, of anyone, I've been tr I've been trying to sing his praises throughout the year, but, you know, it's obviously gotten more difficult. But, RG, you've been, like, consistent that Montana Love is garbage from the beginning. Terrible fighter. Terrible fighter. 100% terrible. So, is I'm not sure. That might be, a, like, a shocking exposure to me, because I was trying to like him. And part of that was because he has a little French... Little French bulldog, and it's very cute. So that's the thing with people with dogs. They manipulate Yeah, yeah. They use that dog to get your guard down. Back, especially a little dog like that. Yeah, yeah. no good intention. All right, the Hindenburg Award for the biggest bubble burst. Uh, Canelo was the obvious one that came to mind, but was there anyone else? No, I don't think so. Yeah, Biv Bivol really stopped the train there. Like. Yeah, bubble implies people like give a fuck. So I can think of other upsets, but I'm like, do people really care? Like, how many people really care that Yoka got upset? You know? Right. Probably not that many. Yeah, Canelo was consensus pound for pound number one. Still is, but like making huge amounts of cash, selling out arenas and shit, and like the, the like the momentum didn't seem like it was gonna stop until enter Bivol and. Yeah, that bubble popped yeah, real quick. Yeah, I really can't think yeah, of it. I know Canelo's the obvious one, but maybe AJ just because of his rant and breakdown after the fight. I was kind of thinking that, yeah. Because that, that kind of removes him from like immediate title contention. Unless he were to fight Fury or something. But yeah, I, I can see that. So the two big money guys. And lastly, the El Capitan Award for Highest Cliff Falling Off. I picked a... Real quick for the, huh? real quick for the bubble thing. 
yeah. Cambosis also should be a mention for sure. I think Cambosis did believe that he was just going to like beat everybody all of a sudden, you know. And, and he, he had, had people convinced. Yeah. So I think he got a pretty stiff reality check. Yeah, that might be the uh, the second second choice coin flip on Canelo or AJ. So the highest cliff uh, for this one, I went with Miguel Burchelt, who was coming into 2021 riding a huge, huge high. So you lost to Valdez, I guess. You, I suppose you can like talk yourself through it and kind of try to ride it off. And then he comes back and he's finished. Who was it? Nakatilla that finished him off. And Miguel Burchelt was like a was a pretty solid title holder for a few years i remember seeing him some time ago against some pretty solid fighters and uh now yeah he can can't even stand up to nakatilla types anyone else fall off a cliff higher than this andre andre so he's a yeah yeah maybe this in terms of his overall yeah i can see that Colbert, obviously. Yeah, Colbert. So. Colbert is like eligible for like every single bad category. <laughs> he is. It's like worst. Like just start it with the worst and like Colbert. Colbert deserves a mention. Yeah, if there's, so there's like fighter of the year, obviously the best one, but the like worst fighter of the year, would that be Colbert? <laughs> worst fighter of the year. Maybe. Up there. Or Cambosis. Cambosis is also a strong tender for worst fight of the year. Oh, man. Those, yeah, those two Haney fights, he was... What about one round in uh, 2022? Yeah. Lost about 23. His biggest fights, like the biggest fights of his life, and he at best won, like, had, like, one round. The worst gimmick, too, with the Emperor shit. Oh, the Art of War was, like, and the Spartans and shit. Yeah. <laughs> then he came out to Limp Biscuit the second time. <laughs> oh man, in 2022. Yeah, people are still listening to Limp Biscuit. <laughs> That's pretty. That was pretty funny. That might. Oh, yeah, I think that could go for uh, Shockmaster for dumbest gimmick. <laughs> yeah, I think that's all the awards that I have. Unless there's any other categories you wanted to throw out. No, I think that I haven't covered most of the big moments. I keep trying to think because after that Wilder thing, I keep thinking there must, you know, must be some other shit I'm overlooking. But it's not coming to mind. Like Bavol Zorda, that's definitely should be in there for schooling. Yeah, you know, that, that was that was very bad. People really thought that he was gonna do something yeah sometimes it's kind of like the same people who like write in gear for like no reason right he just has like a big record it's like four because like what was he like 44 and 0 or some shit yes or he has like 40 now it does look cool on paper i will agree with that it does look cool on paper but yep that's it if uh you guys got nothing else yeah all right y'all have a good holidays later peace all right, so I'm going to be cutting out a little bit of this, so it's going to be a little bit shorter than normal. So uh, let's recap. Um, these are the awards that we ended up coming out with, uh, or that we generally agreed on for the Masterclass of the Year was Shakur over Valdez. Beatdown was Spence over Ugas. The upset was Bacoli over Tony Yoka. Uh, prospect was Brandon Lee. Uh, knockout was Cordina Ogawa. That's what we agreed on originally, but then once uh, RG brought up uh, Wilder over Hellenius, uh, we agreed that one was pretty good. Um, 
and also because of the celebration, Plant and Durrell. That was a very memorable knockout. Uh, for Fight of the Year was Charlo Castaño 2. Fighter of the Year was Dimitri Bivol. The David Attenborough Award for Longevity is uh, Derek Chisora with Don King as an honorable mention. The Thomas Edison Award for Undeserved Praise. Uh, we were split on this one. I had uh, Mungia. RG had uh, Progre, and Orad had Lomachenko. The Shockmaster for Gimmick, Stupidest Gimmick. Um, this is one where it we didn't seem to really land on one in particular, because they all seem to be pretty equally stupid. It was uh, Michel Rivera with his Ali thing, Elvis Rodriguez with his Elvis thing, Abraham Nova with his himself... I guess uh, one that we didn't mention because um, I don't I don't know if it's stupid or not, but I just it occurred to me while I was doing the editing was uh, Jared Anderson and his uh, outfits as he comes out. Uh, the Tarbell and Sinclair Award for most shocking expose: uh, Tony Yoka losing his entire backbone against Bacoli. Uh, once uh, once they laid it out that way, I can't help but agree that this is the it's definitely the most shocking one. And the Hindenburg Award for biggest bubble burst was Canelo. Uh, can't really think of anyone else. Maybe if like Lomachenko had lost to Jermaine Ortiz or something. And last was the El Capitan highest cliff. Um, that one we also tossed around a bunch of names. That was another one where we landed on Colbert as a good candidate. I had mentioned Miguel Burchelt, but yeah, that's all. We, that's what we got. So, if you would like to comment on our end of the year awards, you can call eight three three seven seven two six nine six four. That's an unattended line, so like it's not you're not calling me. You're calling a you know a mailbox, and you just leave a message there. And um, if it's good spicy funny whatever um we'll throw it into the show and we'll give you a give you a little shout if you want but um yeah if you want to catch us on social media all of our links are on beacons.ai slash lvxboxing uh there you'll see links for the b-sides podcast as well as links for uh boxing in espanol which is our spanish language show there's other ways to get in touch with us that are also on the Beacons page. Thanks again for listening, and uh, you know, do all the internet stuff, like, share, subscribe, and all that, you know, whatever. Yeah, thanks for listening. All right, talk to you later.